God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. Philippians 4, 4. And the Word of God says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned and received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. Mark Wallace, would you listen to the word of prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'd like to share a little while this morning on where to turn. Where to turn? I believe today that our world and us as individuals, we definitely need some direction, don't we? We need somebody that we can rely upon. We need something that we know for sure that is with us. We need something that we know for sure is somebody that we can lean upon and know without any hesitation that he is there with us. There's a lot of places in this world we can turn to. There's a lot of folks that want to lead us down the wrong path. But we truly know when you look at this scripture, as Paul wrote from a prison, I don't know about you all, that would be the last thing I'd be thinking about in a prison, thinking about what is he saying those first few words? Rejoice in the Lord always. And what? And again, I say rejoice. I believe so often we as Christians, instead of rejoicing, we just live that defeated life, don't we? Because we allow our circumstances to control us. We allow them to overtake us. We allow them to be what we think about all the time. We allow them to be helping us turn away from things that God wants us to be. But I believe as Christians, if we could just take that mentality every day and we turn to God every day and say, God, no matter what I face and no matter what I'm going through or no matter how difficult it is, I am still going to rejoice in you. Some days it's easy to rejoice, isn't it? Some days everything's great. And, and the Sheila and I were talking the other day, it's 80 degrees. And then they're saying about Tuesday, what? 40 degrees. It's a lot better to rejoice on 80 degree days than 40 degree days, right? But you know what? God is alive and well on 80 degree days. And he's also alive and well when? On 40 degree days. And we as Christians had to be able to have that rejoicing in our life. What happens if you turn to Christ? Well, the scripture here that Paul wrote, he says, you will have something that I truly believe all the world and each and every one of us need, and I need it as well. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Wouldn't it be great to live in a kinder, gentler nation? Amen? In a world where we are allowing others to see Christ evident in our life. See, I truly believe there's more than just saying the word, you're a Christian. I believe you have to what? Live it. And that's every day. 
And every day people can see the evidence of your Christianity. They can see where you have turned to. They have seen that you have turned away from the things of the world and the things of the devil, and you have decided to turn to Christ, and because of that you have become a more gentler person. You have that mindset of Christ. You have that mindset of saying, you know, I'm going to rejoice no matter what. I'm going to feel your presence no matter what. And it also says in that scripture that I read that you will have peace of God. Wouldn't that be great? To have the peace of God in your heart and your life. When you turn to Christ, all of those other things need to start drifting away, don't they? And you need to be able to see that peace. And it should not only be words that you say, it should be how you live, right? Having peace in Christ and knowing Christ is there with us and knowing how much He loves us. I also wanted to share with you there for just a second, not, not to be anxious. Do any of you ever get anxious? I get anxious from time to time. I remember when I was in the hospital and I was getting ready to go down to have my heart transplant. They told me that it was going to be in the afternoon like at 1 o'clock. And you know that never happens, right? When they tell you what time, it's never going to happen. Well, it was almost midnight. And I'd been laying there all day long and, you know, I was rolling around the bed and had my feet shuffle going on, you know, and then wanted to get up, wanted to, wanted to go and do something. And one of the nurses came in and said, now, honey, you just got to calm down. And I looked at her and I said, honey, you don't know what I'm getting ready to go through. And she, she allowed me to go on with my moaning and my groaning. But, you know, sometimes we have that anxious in our lives that we just can't get past, can we? It's just there. But when we have the love of Christ, I'm sure Paul was a little anxious when he was in jail, wouldn't you be? And Paul was still saying, rejoice in the Lord, what, always? And again, what, I say rejoice, having him in my heart and our life. But how do we do that? First of all, we have to realize that this God, praise be to God, God loves everybody, doesn't he? Every man, woman, baby, boy, girl, loves every one of them. He is the God of the world. But you know what else? He is my God. He is my God. He is your God. I don't know how much money you have in the bank. I don't know how much land you have. I don't know what, what, what other titles you may have in your life. But I believe the best thing that you could ever have in your life is to say, you know that you have my God, our God in your life, right? He is my God. And no matter what I'm going through or how big it may seem, He is my God. That God will stop anything and everything to hear my cry. My God. Sometimes I think we need to say that to ourselves from time to time, don't we? That we have a God that is there. That we have a God that is with us. That we have that God that, sure, He's serving everybody else. And sure, He's taking... Uh, uh, looking at things that are going on over in Israel, and he's looking at things that's going on in, in Washington, D.C., and he's looking at all those things. But that same God is the God that no matter what is there with me. Christians, that should make us rejoice, shouldn't it? It should make us have a feeling of warmth inside of us in knowing that our God is with us, giving us everything that we need in our hearts and our lives. Not only is He my God and your God, He is my God that says, shall. What does that mean? He is a God that shall, what? Shall protect me? Shall hear my cry? 
shall be willing to do anything and everything to give me what I need in my Christian walk. Because, praise be to God today, when you turn to Christ, you become His son or His daughter, right? You become somebody that is so special to Christ and He fills your heart and your life. I believe we all could agree today that there's nothing we wouldn't do for our kids. Amen? Let's do that again. I believe today that there's nothing we wouldn't do for our kids. Amen? Maybe get a bigger amen on this one. I believe today there's nothing we wouldn't do for our grandkids. Amen? Amen. Because we love them, right? And we want the very best for them. And we shall always be there for them, right? Doing our very best to be there for them when they are needed. When I was coaching Heather in softball, and this has been a few years ago, I was the head coach, and Sheila Mills was the assistant coach. We coached Heather all the way through middle school and all the way through high school. I was having a tournament over at Bowling Park, and we had played this team already three times during the year. And I could tell you there was a little animosity between some of our players and some of their players. And beyond that, there was a little animosity between their head coach and our head coach, which is me. We just didn't see about everything, just eye to eye all the time. I know Sheila always saw eye to eye with everybody. She was the dugout mama that took care, took care of everybody. Well, Heather was pitching, and Heather was having one of her Heather days. She was bringing the heat and striking out some folks, and everything was going great. Well, I guess the other team didn't like it too well. So when Heather got at the bat the first time, they threw a four-seam fastball right on the corner of the plate, right where Heather was standing, hit her right in the side of her ribs. Y'all ever seen those old softballs where they had Rawlings written on them? She came back over to the dugout, and there was Rawlings written across her side over there. And she walked down the first base. Well, there was a dad over there. The whole time as Heather was going down to first base, he was heckling her and saying all these things and all this stuff. And, and they looked over to the dugout, and the coach had that little smile, you know, or was like, I told you. I, I told you this was going to happen. I just brushed it off, set the dugout. Sheila gave me that look. Any of you guys ever get that look? Stay in there and be good. Don't do nothing. Well, next time she gets up the bat, guess what? I guess... God wanted her to have Rawlings on both sides because she turned and held her right on the other side. Rawlings again written across. I jumped out of that dugout, and all of a sudden I went from Coach Paul to who? Daddy Paul. And I walked out on that field, and I was walking across, and praise be to God, the umpire stopped me before I got over there, and Sheila was yelling at me and stopped me, but I still wonder what I would have done. You know what? I believe Christ would do the same for us, wouldn't he? When we need him, He's what? He's there. He shall be there. He is there when you need Him no matter what. You don't, you don't even have to call on Him, do, do you? He's just already there. He knows exactly what you need, when you need it, and He's willing to provide that for you. All we have to do is be willing to turn to Him, don't we? All we have to be willing to do is say, Lord, I know you told me that you're going to be here. And Lord, I know that you're here. But Lord, right now is when I need you. I have turned to you and know that you are what? My God. You are my God. And you shall provide the needs that I have in my life. You shall give me what I need in my life. You're going to give me the direction 
that I need in my life, and I will feel your presence. Not only that, we have to realize in our lives, when we turn to God, He says, I shall, what? Supply. I shall supply. I believe we all have something in our life that we need help with. Something in our life that we all need direction in it. You know, one of the things that I've figured out as I've got a little older, I know there's going to be an amen from the back on this one. I don't know everything. Y'all realize that? Now, when I was younger, I thought I did. I really did. Don't know why. I thought I had the answers for everything and could do whatever I wanted to do, treat my body however I wanted to treat my body, do whatever I wanted to do and all those type of things. But one, as I got a little older and go through life things, I realized there is some things in life you need help with. Amen? Just do. You don't know everything, you can't handle everything, and you cannot, another thing I figured out too, you can't fix everything yourself. You can't. Sometimes you just need somebody there with you. What is so great about God? And this is what Paul would say to you as well when he's writing from that jail cell. Is no matter where you are, God shall provide what you need. He's going to give you the strength, the encouragement, the help to be able to overcome that. One of the things I think we have to realize in our life, there's nothing wrong with saying, God, I need you right now. God, this is what is happening in my life. And God, I need you right now. I believe we've all had that moment, haven't we? When you have seen a loved one sick or you've went through something yourself and you're not really worried about the next hour or the next day or the next week, you're worried about the next few seconds and you're worried about what's going to happen. And you wonder what's, how this is going to change your life and how it's going to change what you've always known. Right then is when you say, God, you know that promise that you shall provide? Guess what, God? I need it what? Right now. I need your help right now. I know you shall provide that to me in my life. I know you're going to give me what I need in my life. And I know that I am going to turn to you because you also tell me that you're going to give me all I need. Now, there's a big difference between need and want, right? Want. You know, Sheila and I was talking, well, we was talking to Kevin on the way over here today. Kevin always gets to be a part of the sermons. We were talking about when we get a little older, we might just buy us a Corvette. Well, the only problem with that is that's a want because I know I don't need it. You know why? Because I couldn't get out of it. So Sheila and I just said, well, maybe we just buy one and park out there and look at it, right? Just to, just to see what it is. That's sort of something that you want. On the need issue, that's the need of knowing that when you have health problems, you need help. When you're having family problems, what? You need help. When you're struggling financially, you need help. And you know God is going to bring you through. And God is going to give you what you need because He is what? He's my God. And I am going to rejoice in Him. And I am going to feel His presence. And I know that He is there with me every day. He's going to give me all I need. When Paul was writing this from a prison cell, I'm, if I was in a prison cell, probably the thing I'd be saying, God, I need to get out of here. 
God, I need to go home. But let's, look at Paul. He says, I'm going to lay aside my needs to be able to help what? Help others. And to have that mindset of Christ. Where to turn? You know what? The rest of your life is going to be comprised of one big word. You want to know what it is? Decisions. And that's going to be a constant in your life. You're going to make decisions here at a little bit of what you're going to do after church. You're going to make decisions about the rest of the day. We're going to have a, a meeting here in a few minutes about our building project with decisions that have to be made there. One of the things that we have to realize in every decision, it's always going to come out better when you turn to God. When you turn to God and you rejoice in Him and you say, you are my God and I know you're here with me and I know you're going to supply my needs and you're going to give me what I need in my life. Today, is there something you need to turn away from? Is there something that you need to lay to Christ and say, God, I really need you right now. I really need you to help me to be able to, to feel your presence. I've said this many, 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 many times, but I think so often as Christians, we just don't get the meaning of it. When we say, I need to let go and let God, right? What's that mean? That means you're willing to say, God, I'm going to let you be in control. God, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you. God, you're the person that I'm turning to, and I'm not going to allow that problem or that situation to drive the rest of my life because I want to be able to feel your presence and know your love for me today what do you need to turn over to him you know it you know exactly what it is you know exactly what you're holding on to hopefully this morning you'll turn it over to him and you'll ask for his help and for his guidance and for his direction Listen to him as they have a closing song. Joe and Laurie.